just a group of people, the most profound way to celebrate Jesus in our midst is to share in communion together, um, to engage um, New Year's. I think our family team is is a little on top of things in that we're, we're going to celebrate noon years and just get it out of the way and you can go to bed at 8 o'clock tonight. And so I thought that was brilliant. Nobody's amen in that, so you're, you're going for both. And so uh, we, we just really wanted to pause and kind of reflect upon the Advent season, or I, I would like to do that for a few minutes and then just guide us into um, communion and then as, as communion is intended... And scripturally, they communed and um, broke bread together, meaning they shared in the remembrance of Jesus, and then they broke bread together. They ate together, so we're going to do both today, and that seems very fitting. And so um, the Advent season, hope and love, joy and peace, all found in Jesus Christ. There there was a particular moment as we've walked through this season that um, captured my heart. There's quite a few that had the ability to capture our hearts, but we were, I was um, watching one video in preparation for a message, and then during the message, it it just stunned me. I I wrote down my thoughts about this um, particular truth, that uh, this was my thought, that the practice of God's presence defines our meaning and aligns our heart with Jesus. The practice of God's presence just... um, it defines the meaning of who we are and what we're about as a church, and it aligns our heart with the heart of Jesus Christ Himself. Just simply saying, Lord, we, we want to be about what You're about. There was a quote in a particular video that I would like to show you again. It just was so simple and yet so profound. It just was this, the Lord's presence, it is the most beautiful thing. It's the best. It's the most precious thing that I've experienced. And I I want you to know that. And so the practice of God's presence, it will define our meaning as a body of believers and it will align our hearts with the heart of Jesus. There was um, a particular moment when we were talking about hope or love or joy or peace. I think we were talking about um, joy and um, we talked about one of the, the packages that went out and just the power of what God does when we are a people who understand that in every moment we are a Bethlehem. We are a people who are receiving the gift of Christ, and we carry that with us into the world. And one particular um, young girl just uh, told us of the profound nature of what it meant to come to know Christ. And I know you've seen this, but um, I think you should see it again, because to pursue the presence of Christ is the thing that is most beautiful, most precious, and most abounding for our soul. So would you turn your eyes to the screen for a couple of minutes? recibido las cajitas ha sido una hermosa experiencia sentí una gran emoción había muchas cosas preciosas ahí encontré un peluchito colores muchas cosas que servían gracias señor por ese gran regalo que me diste yo te lo agradezco con todo el corazón Antes, cuando yo no conocía a Jesús, mi vida no tenía sentido. 
porque no tenía a alguien a acudir. Pero cuando he conocido a Dios, siempre tenía a alguien a mi lado. De tener a alguien a mi lado me hace feliz. Dios es lo mejor que a mí me ha pasado en esta vida. Ha cambiado mi vida y a mi familia. Dios nos ama tanto, más que a nadie, por eso dio la vida por nosotros. No sé, parece la presencia del Señor. Es algo más bonito que todo. Es lo mejor. Es una, algo tan precioso, más precioso que una flor. Gracias por todo lo que tú me das. Y yo sé que tú proveerás a mi familia y a mí. En nombre de Jesús, amén. I would love for that to gather roots in this room. The, the more than just a sentence from the pastor, but the practice of God's presence defines our meaning and aligns our heart with Jesus. And that is the most precious thing. The most beautiful thing and the most defining thing for us is to say, Lord, we, we place our hope in you. Hope is my Advent anthem. By faith, assured in our hope in Christ and convicted of what is not yet seen. The hope, it doesn't disappoint. The hope meets us in the valley of the shadow. The hope meets us at the pinnacle moments of life. The hope that we hold in Jesus in this Advent season is far more than the circumstances that we currently endure or walk through. That hope is something that convicts our soul and compels us to pursue Jesus as if He is our everything and as if He is the most precious thing. And the presence of Jesus, church, the presence of Jesus defines our meaning and aligns our heart with Him. And it is beautiful. Simeon and Anna taught us about this hope as we begin the Advent season. I asked my family this last night. I want to, um, Luke 2.37 is on the screen and I would love to read it and just say, what, what you, to you, and this isn't rhetorical, you get to speak back, what do you notice in this verse? I, I read this verse to my family at the dinner table last night because that's what the preacher's house does. They read scripture and talk about it. And so um, she did not leave the temple describing Anna. Serving God night and day with fasting, with prayers. What, what do you notice about that passage? Just, it could be anything. No, this isn't a test. Say it again. She was a widow and she's 84 years a widow, 105 years just waiting with hope. That's, that's, that's significant. What else do you notice? She did. She served the Lord night and day. One of the things that surprised me as I read this, and I, I, this, I've been reading Luke 2. I memorized it as a five-year-old boy, for heaven's sake. But the 37th verse says, her service of the Lord is the pursuit of his presence. Read how she serves. 
I often think I am to go and do something and to be something and to move somewhere. And the Lord is saying, the reality of Mark, how you live and move and how you align your heart is this. Service for me is that you seek my face and you practice my presence through prayer and fasting. How gloriously freeing for us that we don't have to make up his work. How hopeful for us that we don't have to conjure Jesus. We are a people of great hope and our hope is defined in seeking his presence. And when we discover his presence, oh my goodness, we'll sit and someone will look at us as they're talking with us and say, can you just tell me now while you're crying? And we will say, it's because his presence is so beautiful. It's because his presence, it is the most precious thing. I haven't been seeking my life about serving God through my own acts that are somehow um, pleasing to him. I have sought his face. And in, in seeing and discovering his face, wow, have I ever been in the middle of his work. And I ever been able to see the consolation of Israel, which Anna and Simeon did. The practice of God's presence defines our meaning and aligns our heart with Jesus. As as I shared in that message, and I would just share again, as we gather over the next year, we have been fasting and praying as um, leadership in this church, and we're hoping. The Advent definition of hope is um, this, that hope is the eager expectation of something that is much anticipated. We're, we're hoping to come alongside marriages and families in this area around us and to just simply say there's a hope in Jesus that is abundant. Have you experienced his presence in the midst of your home? It is the most precious thing. It is beautiful. We're hoping for redemptive stories of orphan care and I just had another one in the atrium this morning. And the last time I said this, I just had another one in the atrium this morning. And we're just hoping for redemptive stories of God continuing to write on the heart of the orphan the love of God in Christ and what that looks like. We're hoping for 52 to come to know Christ this year through this fellowship. And we have, we have guys that are right now just preparing for rain. I mean, they're completely redoing upstairs our areas of waiting as we celebrate baptism and celebrate new life in Jesus Christ. We, we hope that a school says, we're so glad Mandarin met this Sunday. One of our local schools just loved well. The teachers loved well. I hope that's happening in 2018 because it's the eager expectation of the presence of Jesus. I'm hoping that in two weeks, a hundred people that are leaders in this church will be equipped to share the gospel story everywhere they go in a contagious way and in a conversation as they go. It's three weeks from this Sunday. I hope to see nations rejoice. As I shared earlier um, a few weeks ago, I hope that the concrete around this place is worn thin and we have to replace it because there's so much fasting, prayer, and walking of this campus. I, I, I hope that the three churches that gather on this campus, the Haitian church, the Hispanic church, and the English language church come together in ways like we can't even imagine right now and three churches share one heart in much more prolific manner. I hope, I won't share that one. I hope to see students living the gospel daily and going regularly and that the stories just among them are profound. 
I have this eager expectation that the hope that we have in Christ is for His presence and His power among us. And then we talked a little bit leading into communion about the love of God, the furious love of Christ impregnates us with this hope and love, this joy that, that surpasses understanding. When, when God, um, I shared my own personal story, when God opened my eyes to the reality of His love, it was such a powerful thing. And I think I joined with that girl because I, I, I don't know that I can explain what it meant to experience His presence. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. It was the most powerful thing. When He opened my eyes to the love of God that was both real and personal, it was glorious. I, I felt like I was being carried to a place that I had never known before. I, I was gathered at a cross in a camp in North Carolina and having conversations with God. And he, and he carried me to a place that was almost like the book of Revelation, the second chapter, the 17th verse, where he says, Mark, I want you to know some things about myself, except he wasn't calling me Mark. There was just this understanding more deeply as, as the Lord says of himself, as we gather with him in the heavenlies, he'll hand us this white rock of, uh, with our name on it. And I don't think it's going to say Dr. Dan or Mark Siegel. It's going to be the character and fullness and essence of what he was developing in us as we fell in love with him as we experienced his presence and it was so precious to us as we hoped in him and we laid our lives into the fullness of Jesus and we'll hold that rock and here's my greatest hope that it won't be a surprise to me I will look at that rock that white rock from Jesus and say I have seen you doing this in my life for so many years thank you Lord your presence it is precious it is beautiful as I walked through those three or four days of just being, being made aware of the extraordinary, furious love of God in Christ, I was left with silent wonder and loud rejoicing and overwhelming abundance toward God. Do you know Him in that way? Have you experienced this hope of the love of God in Christ? This furious love that it is not a love that we kind of grasp a little taste of and move on. It is a consuming love. It is a crucifying love. It is a love that says death to your name and glory to the name of Jesus. And we walk away shouting Christ supreme, Christ glorious, Christ is all. Scriptures that I just wrote of the affection that comes out of the presence of God is Jesus, the declaration, I am in you, that God would dwell in your hearts through faith, that Christ is in us, the hope of glory, that he is standing at the door and knocking and hoping that we will let him in and experience his presence and that it will overwhelm us and crucify us of self so that we come alive to the fullness of Jesus Christ. That would make for an amazing 2017 ending and a glorious 2018 beginning. I, I pray for you as we share in communion for a fury of the new birth of Jesus within you. For a longing for the presence of Christ. We're, we're placed on this earth to be a people who are filled with the love of God and moving about with the grace of Christ. And I pray for that. I, I wrote notes in, in an earlier message during this Advent. Christ grew in Mary, born of the Holy Spirit. And may we experience the truth of Christ growing within us, born of the Holy Spirit, so that everything around us is a, defined as a Bethlehem. And every day that you and I live and walk about, is an advent, 
a day of eager expectation and glorious hope. And when that's true, there is grace and truth that when the presence of Jesus is here and it defines us and it purposes our steps, there is grace and truth that is abundant among us. There's wonderful counsel that we share with one another. We look at one another and say, here is the counsel of the living God. There is a peace that comes from the Prince of Peace that cannot be explained otherwise. Our own family is experiencing that this week as we walk through an extraordinarily challenging season and receiving news that no one likes to hear. And yet, the presence of Christ is defining the hope that we have in Christ. It is what purposes our steps and holds us together when the world says you should come unhinged and yet we are filled with the Prince of Peace. And it surpasses understanding. And it guards your heart and your mind forever in Christ Jesus. Oh, the presence of God, it is beautiful. It is something that can't be explained and only something that can be experienced as He draws near and you run toward. It defines you and it aligns your heart. Resurrection becomes the central story of us. Life, redemption, the love of God in Christ. And when that happens, every place that you live is a Bethlehem. And every day that you live is the day of Advent, filling this earth with the joy of the Lord. So our communion, the guide into it was a quote that I read a few weeks ago and I, by Ann Voskamp, and I would love for this quote to be um, a central part of what we are praying because I know I could look around the room and I know stories of challenge and sorrow and hurt and pain and suffering, including my own, as we walk into a communion This isn't a happy-go-lucky, Lord, you are the Lord of love. You are the Lord of hope. You are the Lord of peace. You are the Lord of joy. You are the Messiah. This isn't just an easy, passing, churchy moment. This is a deep wellspring of life and hope and joy and peace and promise that we can't fathom apart from the presence of Christ. I read this. When we lay the soul of our hard lives open to the reign of grace and let joy penetrate our very deeply cracked and dry places. Let joy soak into our broken skin and deep into the crevices. There is life that grows there. How could this not be the best thing for us? How could this not be the best thing for the world? That we walk about as a people who are consumed with the love of God and Christ, consumed with the fury of the grace of Christ moving toward us, consumed with the goodness of Christ and longing for the presence of Jesus, echoing out Colossians 1.27. Lord, we sit on the edge. Prophets haven't heard this before. It hasn't been spoken before. And yet we rest in this, that there is this wonder of your presence, that Christ is in us. And that is the hope of glory. That's our passion, that Jesus is enough. His grace is sufficient. His hope is our fortress. His love is our shelter, our satisfaction, our promise, and our life. His joy is deep and consuming. His peace surpasses understanding and guards our hearts and sets the trajectory of our lives. His presence, our desire.
Christ is enough. Jesus tells us through Scripture to pause and to remember, and we have done that. And he tells us to pause and remember at a table, and we are about to do that. To share in communion as a faith family. And so I want to invite you into the furious love of Christ, the joyous hope of Christ, the the extraordinary peace of Christ, and the promise of who he is as we pause and we make our way into 2018, gathering as a church around the communion table. Jesus just says it this way. He says, I want you to pause and I want you to contemplate your life, your hope, your promise, and your passion. And I want you to do that often. And so we come at this moment, at this gathering, as Jesus did with his disciples. He held a loaf of bread and broke it and said, this, this will be my body given for you. He shared a common cup with the body of believers that were gathered there and said, this cup will represent my blood, which will be spilled for the remission, the forgiveness of your sins and the redemption of your soul. And I want you, as you gather, he told the church at Corinth, to do this often so that you not move away from, away from the central story of the Advent. Hope, love, joy, peace, those are byproducts of the central story. His name is Jesus. And he is the source. And his presence defines our hearts and sets the trajectory for our lives. And so as I pray for us, I want to share this communion table. It is open to all. To all who have come to know Christ as Savior and Redeemer, we welcome you at this table. In just a moment, our deacons will come and they will distribute both um, a piece of bread and a joyous taste of juice, of wine. Remembering the wonder of Christ We would invite you as they pass this to just hold on to it for a few moments. And we would like in unity as a body of Christ to share in the taking of bread and the drinking of the juice. And so would you um, pray with me as we celebrate this time of communion together. Lord, our hope is in you. Our promise is in you. Our, Our wonder is in you. God, I pray that as we partake of this moment that your presence would be tangible, express and beautiful to us. And so Jesus, we thank you for the privilege of sharing in communion, of sharing this in unity as we look forward in anticipation to a next season of life, a new year, new adventures, new joy, new life. God, that is what you have promised us. And so Jesus, we come to the communion table telling you thank you for your body given for us. And thank you for your blood shed for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and hold fast. Amen.